trust in you And they always put you to the test And you always try to do your best And just pray for God to do the rest When it's family Some are preachers, some are gay Some are addicts, drunks and strays But not a one is turned away When it's family Some are lucky Others ain't Some are fighters Others faint Winners, losers, sinners, saints It's all family And when it's family You trust them and your heart's an open door When it's family Others for when it's family, you love and hate and take and give some more. Somehow you justify mistakes, try to find some better way to solve the problems day to day in the family. Take the trouble as it comes And love more than anyone Good or bad or indifferent It's still family You choose your lovers You pick your friends But not the family that you're in No, they'll be with you till the end Cause it's family And when it's
Today's theme. My name is Jim Johnston, a member of your board of trustees, and I'm from the land of milk and cheese, where football teams crush your playoff dreams. It is my great pleasure to welcome you to worship with us this morning at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors. It is upon their land that we reside. We are served by the Reverend Paige Getty Minister, as well as by a very talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. Much appreciation goes out to our many lay leaders and volunteers who help make this all happen. Their incredible efforts and dedication help keep us connected. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whoever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests who are joining us this morning and encourage you to fill out the online visitors form, which is in, you can see in the chat, um, and to connect with others in the virtual social hour that will immediately follow the service today. So we have a chance to meet and welcome you there. I have three announcements this morning. First, as stated in the regathering status update post that was put into this Friday's link, UUCC will remain entirely virtual for the time being. But we also remain very hopeful that by the end of February, we can return to in-person worship services. Please click the link in today's announcements for more information on our regathering status and efforts. An invitation to all to participate in a virtual social hour, I wanna extend that invitation to all of you, which will happen immediately after the service today. Whether you're new to UCC or have been here a long time, it's a chance to connect and get together immediately after the service. And finally, please join 
people acting for Howard County, uh, PASS, uh, leaders this Tuesday evening on February 1st, be having an event to support County Bill 10, which is designed to aid local hospitality workers who have been unfairly laid off. This is one of the calls to action that Reverend Page mentioned last September at her Labor Day sermon. We gather at 4 p.m. on Tuesday at the Wild Lake Interfaith Center for a brief press conference and training before pairing up to do some door knocking in the neighborhood. Cynthia Marshall and Tina Horn will be available today at the social hour immediately after the service for more information. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Good morning, UUCC. Welcome guests. I'm so glad to be with you this morning. My name is Robin Slaw. I'm your Director of Religious Education, and I use the pronouns she, her, and hers. And it's so good to be together, even if it's only virtually right now, as we do our part to lower the transmission of COVID during this very contagious strain. And we hope to be back together again soon. You can find the order of service online using either the link in the chat or the QR code that will pop up behind me. And if you're a guest today, we hope you'll fill in the visitor form so that we can stay in contact with you. And we also honor our personal joys and sorrows during the service this morning. You can send yours via email to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net. And remember, even remotely, you can still participate in some of the activities during our service, some of our rituals. You can have a bowl of water and some stones for joys and sorrows. You can light a candle or a chalice at home. So gather your supplies if you don't have them nearby already. I want to thank our tech team, our amazing tech team, and our board of trustees this morning who are helping support the service. Jenny, Katja, Colette, Sarah, and Jim. And they're both in front of and behind the screen this morning. And Tom Monroe, who's providing all the music today, and Kelly for the time for all ages. And I have an especially grateful thank you to the Reflection Group members who are 
sharing themselves with us today with their poems. Becky, Carol, Evelyn, Jan, Kay, Scotty, and Wendy. Thank you so much. This morning's service has been built around a spiritual practice suggested to our reflection groups in the form of a poetry template called I Am From. Madeline Lengel said, stories make us more alive, more human, more courageous, more loving. Why does anybody tell a story? It does indeed have something to do with faith. Faith that the universe has meaning, that our human lives are not irrelevant, that what we choose to say or do matters, matters cosmically. This morning, I hope you find meaning in the stories that you'll hear, the stories of where we are from, the people we are from, the places we are from, the parts of us, small and large, that matter. Hearing the stories about each other matters. And so now, I invite you to settle in and open yourself to the idea of building community through telling our stories as we hear the words of poet George Ella Lyon. Will you play the video? This is the Mountain Laurel Festival, which was in Grandmother Joe in front of the Robins and all the great ideals of beauty and marching band. And my cousin Brenda and my cousin Brenda. And I don't know who this is, but it looks like Sudi LaPlue, but Sudi's in the other side of the family, so I don't know how she'd get in this album, but you never can tell. I'm from clothespins, from Clorox and carbon tetrachloride. I am from the dirt under the back porch. Black, glistening, it tasted like beets. I am from the forsythia bush, the Dutch elm whose long gone limbs I remember as if they were my own. I am from fudge and eyeglasses, from Imogene and Alifair. I am from the know-it-alls and the pass-it-ons, from perk up and pipe down. I'm from He Restoreth My Soul with a cotton ball lamb and ten verses I can say myself. I'm from Artemis and Billy's Branch, fried corn and strong coffee, from the finger my grandfather lost to the auger, the eye my father shut to keep his sight. Under my bed was a dress box spilling old pictures, a sift of lost faces to drift beneath my dreams. I am from those moments, snapped before I budded, leaf fall from the family tree.
Please take some breaths as we listen to the sound of the bell. Let us worship. We gather here to worship, to seek the truth, to grow in love, to join in service, to celebrate life's beauty and find healing for its pain, to honor our kinship with each other and with the earth, to create a more compassionate world beginning with ourselves, to wonder at the mystery that gave us birth to find courage for the journey's end, and to listen for the wisdom that guides us in the quietness of the moment. And these words are by Gary Kowalski. Would you join me in saying the words of the Congregational Covenant, please? Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. And now we will unmute everyone and give you a chance to say hello and good morning to each other. And remember to put your Zoom in gallery mode so you get to see everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good Good morning. My name is Kelly Daniker. My pronouns are she and hers, and it is my joy to serve as the Religious Education Assistant at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. Storytellers are among the most precious of resources. For thousands of years, storytellers have played a vital role in ensuring the values that we hold most dear are passed on. The tales they weave connect our spirits, build our empathy for one another, and enlighten our paths. As British author Tahir Shah tells us, stories are a communal currency of humanity. Now, every storyteller knows that there are necessary elements or necessary ingredients needed to tell a complete, compelling story. So this morning, I'm going to highlight five essential ingredients, and I'm going to ask you to help me create a narrative. 
As we explore, I'm going to ask you some questions, and I'm going to invite you to type briefly, ever so briefly, into the chat a sentence or two, and I'd love to see the narrative that you build. So the first thing that a story needs are characters. These are the individual that the story is about. And more specifically, every story needs a main character. For our purposes this morning, our main character is going to be this squirrel. When you look at this squirrel, what do you see? Who do you think they are? Does a name come to your mind for our squirrel this morning? A special personality trait? Who is this squirrel? Next, every story needs a setting. It needs a place to be. So where's our squirrel this morning? Are they in a forest, a mystical land? Where will you place our squirrel today? <laughs> These names are fantastic. So next we have plot. What's the action of our story? Are they going on a journey? Are they connecting with other characters? What's the plot of our squirrel today? Now there's conflict in every great story. <laughs> what is the problem that our squirrel is trying to solve? What plans might they have to try and solve it? Who else will be involved in our conflict? And finally, resolution. How did our squirrel resolve their conflict? What lessons did our squirrel learn? The act of storytelling is a thing that connects and sustains us. And this morning, we're going to hear from several brave storytellers from our congregation. Through narrative pro poetry, using the prompt, I am from, they're gonna tell us the story of their roots. And we who listen will be gifted with a deeper understanding of their unique journey and their singular perspective. I hope that the sharing of these stories reminds you of how precious your story is and how important it is that you tell it. Only you truly understand your character your place, your conflict, your lessons learned. Your story is unique. Your story is of value to those who hear you tell it. You are precious. You are a storyteller. Happy Sunday, UCC. Would you join us all please in singing hymn number 1010, We Give Thanks. We give thanks for this precious day, for all gathered here and those far away, for this time we share, both love and
gathered here and those far away for this time we share with love and care we give thanks for this precious Good morning. My name is Evelyn Griffin. I am from. I am from the back of my daddy's big chair, from chalk and band-aids. I'm from the swing set in my backyard, both solid and rusty, and whose seats on chains made me swing with my cold, skinny legs pumping. I am from purple violets that sprinkled the lawn whose faint fragrance invited me to pick a bouquet for my mom. I'm from family dinners and unequally distributed stubbornness. From my mom, Boots McBride, and her mom, Granny Springate. I'm from the original organic gardener and from a dedicated library worshiper. From do you want a spanking and bless your heart, and from steadfast dependability. I'm from Jesus Loves Me and 100% in Sunday School for memory verses and nickels in hand. I'm from the Kentucky Derby and the DAR and dad's Northern Baked Beans and mom's peanut butter fudge. From the time my teenage brother ran away from home and my family drove many miles to bring him home. From the time my sister, who usually hated me, stepped in to defend me and fought a bully who had hit me. There are four big boxes of portraits, snapshots, genealogy charts, all in my living room, in my possession now as the sole survivor. I'm the only one left who remembers and who can knit or not it together. Kay Baker, and this is my poem, I am from. I am from the frozen north, from storm windows and snow shovels. I'm from long winters and short summers, from snow suits, warm thick mittens, snowmen, ice skating, and the taste of fresh fallen snow. I'm from the welcome smell of damp green earth as green grass dares to emerge in April. From swimming lessons, summer camp and s'mores, the smell of buttered popcorn, baked beans and pies, the taste of sharp Wisconsin cheese. I'm from family reunions, picnics, parades, and piano lessons. From Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, Howdy Doody, and I Love Lucy. I'm from River Falls, where the trout-filled Kinnikinnick River flows into the St. Croix and on to the New Orleans-bound Mississippi. I'm from the oak tree 
the symbol of strength, perseverance, and endurance. I'm from the Scotch-Irish Armstrongs and Currys, from farmers, teachers, shopkeepers, and storytellers. I'm from strong women. I'm the great-granddaughter of Hannah Elizabeth Ellis McLaughlin, born 1851. A midwife on the prairie, she was present for the birthing and the dying, an axle in the wheel of life. I'm from perfectionists with an opinion on everything. From off-spoken advice, the least said the better. Put can't behind the door. Make hay while the sun shines and get an education. It can never be taken away. From three generations, I've inherited quilts, hand-knit sweaters, afghans, crocheted pillows, placemats, needlepoint, and my grandmother's rocking chair. I'm from a 1948 photo of my four grandparents, my mom and dad, and me. Evelyn and Kay. It's our tradition on the fifth Sunday to give our offering, dedicate our offering to the Cradle Rock Children's Center. And this morning we have a video of the children from Cradle Rock's pre-K class and these words from Amanda Morton and Jennifer Parrott. Here, you we are busy in our pre-K Despite the current challenges that we're all facing, the Cradle Rock Children's Center continues to grow and thrive. This is testimony that families view group childcare as not only a necessity, but also for the greater good of the children's social and emotional well-being. Our families place their trust in us, and in turn, we ensure that the health and safety of all our CCC community comes first. We're able to, to achieve so much because of yours and others' support, and we want to express our sincere gratitude to our community. We are thankful and privileged to continue the wonderful work that we do within the field of early childhood education. Now we can play the video. Thank you. We are busy in our PK classroom. We have children playing with toys. We have children building on a shelf. We have children using the cash register and a dump truck in block. Assessing children one on one and have art. I introduce sorting and the computer. Everybody's busy. Great day in Pekin.
Good morning. I'm Becky Reese, and I am reading Wendy Allberg's poem. She is the daughter of a founding family of UUCC. I am from sunlight on the carpet when I was three and realized we were going to move again. From rocking horse on springs and safe swing seats with bars in front. I am from the woods and the river next to my house and stolen cinnamon dots and Mrs. Schrader's chocolate frosting for every birthday cake. I am from the American holly out front whose berries the mockingbird jealously guarded. I am from books and allergies, from Wallace's and Workman's. I am from string savers and atypical brains, from perfectionists. I am from Wallace and the calf says bah and Alice in Wonderland. I am from cross country camping. I'm from Pennsylvania and Scandinavia, Britain, Northwest Europe and Steak and Shake from the man who walked 100 miles with the big mirror and scared the railroad engineer. Paintings from both sides of the family and cousin Hannah Jane's furniture in four storage units. H.O. Gage railroad cars, ubiquitous classical music, geology, mathematics, and science. And the associative word loop we brainstormed as a family one camping trip each contributing a word after the other. Christopher, Robin, Hood, Hoodwink, Wink, Drink, Coke, Coke, Coal, Black, Black, Jack, Queen, King, Charlie, Charlie, Horse, Hair, Herr Louis, Louis XVI, 16 steps, Step Ladder, Latter, Day Saint, Christopher. Good morning, I'm Carol Zyka. I'm from Striped Sofa and Flowered Curtains, from Potter's Wheel and Jewelry Saw. I'm from the Weberwood house my father built, and meatloaf, popcorn, and security. I am from the Jack in the Pulpit whose prayerful presentation promised all things. I'm from real Christmas trees shimmering in tinsel and family suppers every day at five. From Czech grandparents and country folks. I'm from work ethic and conservative thinkers from domestic and European travel. I'm from keep your knees together and time to cut out the chatter and go to sleep and wink and blink and, and nod. I'm from church every Sunday. I'm from West by God, Virginia. I'm from Czechoslovakia and the DAR and fish sticks and succotash. From Alice baby sister, best friend, and silliness co-conspirator. From yellowing drawings by Johann Zika, silver and turquoise jewelry, color-saturated Blanco glass, and paintings on the wall. And from a shelf of picture books, 
waiting to be read. Thank you, Carol and Wendy, and for Becky and your reading. During worship each week, not only do we give voice to personal joys and sorrows within our community, but we also drop individual stones into a communal bowl of water to represent the way that each life and each story ripples out and touches us all and is held in our collective embrace. Thanks, Tom, for helping. This prayer is from Lynn Cox. A long exposure, stacked image of the pole star and the light trail caused by the planet's rotation. Spirit of life, ancestor of the stars and the sun, you who embrace the vastness of space and us along with it, be with us today. Hold us in our worry, our exhaustion, our grief. Keep us close as we sit with our truth, whatever that may be. Lead us to rest in the quiet, to find solace and renewal in this time of shifting light and dark. You whose arms open with the spinning galaxies, help us to make room as you do for all that is. Open our hearts to our loved ones, our neighbors, the beings with whom we share this planet. Lead us to reach out to others in compassion. Turn us toward one another in mercy, right relationship, and reconciliation. You who have seen the rising and setting of suns, of seasons, of civilizations, Remind us of all that we have learned from the history of the world and from our own histories. Give us the courage to face our mistakes and to repair them whenever possible. Help us to understand our interdependence, our gravitational relatedness with all of the other spinning lives around us, and lead us to treat those relationships with care. In this space, filled with the people among us who shine like stars, this space filled with the sparkle of love and care, 
We give thanks for this moment to be together, even virtually. May our senses be open to the beauty of this day, this season, and this world. Let's continue our contemplation in silence for a few moments. Amen, and blessed be. I'm Jan Stanton, and I come from the middle, where farmland stretched into welcoming skies, city life hosted whiskey and tractor manufacturers, and outdoor clotheslines outfavored indoor dryers. I come from where liver and onions and fried chicken were staples, and bread pudding dotted with raisins drowned in creamy milk, and zoles was the cheapest store to buy fabric for new dresses. 
I come from where streetcar tracks nested in city streets, old houses outpopulated new ones, mowed but not manicured lawns were decent ways to live, and a bicycle was the moving thread between my friends and me. I come from dying Dutch elms, standing stoically in front yards, and neighbors grieved. I come from where friendliness, truth-telling, and baseball were honored, where no one tried to out-decorate neighbors' homes, and twine and a leftover board turned into a homemade swing that taught me to love solitude. I'm Charles Scott. Who I am is evolving. My parents set the stage. My script is problem solving. Each day a brand new page. Living through my stories, I write the script inside. Honesty or glories. Truly me or pride. Mine includes advantage. White with income too. Lions in the adage get to rule the zoo. As I build my future, listening to my past, some things need a suture, but it all will last. Past is only prelude, journeys still ahead. Use the truth, not quaalude, filled with hope, not dread. Thank you. Jan and Scotty and Tom, thank you for all the beautiful music too, while I have a chance. Would you join us please in singing hymn number 1059, May Your Life Be As A Song, and we're gonna sing it twice. May your life be as a song, Resounding with the dawn to sing awake the light and softly serenade the stars ever dancing circles in the night. May your life be as a song resounding with the dawn to sing awake the light and softly serenade stars ever dancing circles in the night. I became a storyteller at about the same time that I became a parent. My children loved books and would demand readings of their favorite books over and over and over again. But even more important to them, especially at bedtime, was the telling of stories. And they especially loved the stories of my childhood from our family's goats. That was what they remembered when I asked them this week. Goats, you see, are silly creatures. So there were many, many, many silly stories of silly goats and silly children together and all children love silly stories above all others. 
And those silly stories that are also real life are the best of all. So one of their favorite stories was a game we used to play with our first goat, Billy Goat Sam. And some of you have heard one version of this story in a service several years ago. But the short version for today is that we, the children, love to play a horn wrestling game with Billy Goat Sam. And Billy Goat Sam took great delight in wrestling free and running around and butting us with his head and his horns wherever he could get to us. And so we used the goat shed as an escape route, and we learned to climb up on top of the goat shed really fast until he grew big enough to be able to jump up on the goat shed himself, knocked us all down, and then we had to find a new escape route and learn how to scramble over the fence quickly before he could get to us. In an essay, for the Canadian Broadcasting Company, storyteller Christine Henberry says, storytelling is a fundamental part of being human. Stories let us share information in a way that creates emotional connection. They help us to understand that information and each other, and it makes the information memorable. And because stories create an emotional connection, we can gain a deeper understanding of other people's experiences that not only helps us understand their lives, but allows us to take the lessons they have learned and apply it to our own. So my daughters and I, in telling these stories, were able to form an emotional connection to each other through the stories like those of Billy Goat Sam and our other goats. They learned about fearlessness, about how important it is to have an alternate escape route, and that life is meant to be joyful, that we care for our animals and learn how to build relationships with them. Each story that I told about my childhood enriched their worldview. Storyteller Gary Green says that sharing stories of people's experiences is not only valuable for promoting understanding, it can help us remember important information that can guide our future actions. And he continues, when someone says, kids, don't eat the red berries, and then somebody comes along and finds some red berries, they might say, now what did Grandpa say? Did he say, eat the berries? Or did he say, don't eat the berries? But if grandpa told a story about the little girl who ate the berries, then I know I'm not eating the red berries. It doesn't matter whether the warning about not eating the berries is for cultural reasons or for safety reasons. By encoding the information in a story, people remember it. Storyteller and author Madeline Lengel tells us that our stories help us have faith in the universe, that the universe has meaning, that what we choose to say or do has meaning. Paige, Valerie, Sarah, Kelly, and I have been taking a class together called Dimensions of Faith, and we've been learning about the importance of narrative, of story, as we develop our faith. 
And using the theories that regional staff person Natalie Briscoe developed, based on the work by theologian James Fowler, we've been exploring the stages of all of us humans and how we spiral as we build our faith. We spiral through childhood and again through adolescence and then repeatedly through adulthood. We've been exploring with each other our own faith stories about how we came to Unitarian Universalism. And we've been paying particular attention to the change points, the times, the points in time that led us to a radical realization or that put us on a new road. It's really helped us grow closer as we explore and remember together. As we hear a story unfold, our brain waves start to synchronize with those of the storyteller. Our emotions are activated, and we develop sympathy for the storyteller and the story. What an amazing way for a staff team to learn how to work together. Telling our stories to each other has made me want to get to know all of our staff members more closely in more personal ways. Learning about our journeys and finding Unitarian Universalism has me thinking deeply as your religious educator about the kind of classes that we offer here to newcomers at UUCC as well as to people who've been here for years or decades. In what ways can we help visitors learn more about us, all of us collectively? What kinds of stories might we share with visitors or with new members or with the members who've been here a long time? When we listen to stories and storytellers, we activate the parts of our brain that anticipate or predict while we're listening to the stories. We can imagine the motivations of the people in the story and then that imagining what drives other people helps us to see situations from a different perspective. Listeners keep thinking about the story, and then they talk to other people about the story, and that in turn can drive a bigger change in perspective or attitude. On Saturday, yesterday, driving to Obik for our worship rehearsal, I listened to a report on NPR's Weekend Edition about the hamster uprising. Yes, I said hamsters. It's in Hong Kong. A pet store there identified one employee, one customer, and 11 hamsters who tested positive for COVID. But because that city, Hong Kong, has a zero COVID policy that frequently goes into total lockdown, and in fear of a new outbreak, the authorities told the citizens of Hong Kong to surrender all hamsters that were purchased after December 22nd for what they called humane dispatch. As of this report yesterday, more than 2,200 hamsters from dozens of pet stores have been euthanized. Hong Kong's agricultural department reports some guinea pigs and rabbits and chinchillas have been exterminated too. 
think about that for a moment. All those animals, beloved pets, especially in Hong Kong, a bustling city of apartment dwellers who may not have the room for a larger pet. My mind went immediately to the gerbils and guinea pigs that my daughters raised when they were young and how beloved those pets were and how devastated my children would have been if they'd been forced to turn in their beloved pets for humane dispatch. It turns out there are thousands of Hong Kong residents who aren't happy about it either and who are defying the orders to turn in their pets according to posts on the messaging platforms that they've been using during the anti-government uprisings. The Hong Kong government has called the outcry irrational. I don't know. This hamster uprising is far from the scale of the 2019 protests for the freedoms many in Hong Kong believed that they were guaranteed. But each hamster spared might be a small act of defiance and protection and love. And what could be more rational than that? Power to the people, y'all. I suspect that this story will linger in my mind for a long time. It had pathos, those poor little hamsters. It activated my passion for justice and pulled some pretty strong emotions from me. I was filled with empathy for the pet owners, and that was based on my memories of my own children and how much they loved their small creatures. I'm pretty sure my daughters would have been part of the hamster uprising if they lived in Hong Kong right now, and I think I would have been too. We know that storytellers, through effective use of stories that activate our imaginations and our empathy, can drive a change in perspective or attitude. What might the world be like if we had more access to storytellers with the gift? What kinds of changes might we prompt by sharing our own stories that by small increments inspire others to change in attitude? What might be the result of seeking out others with whom we disagree? And rather than setting out to change their minds, we just share our stories with them. Over the last month, I have been spending three weeks with a small group of people being trained as facilitators for Our Whole Lives, or OWL for short, which is our faith-based comprehensive human sexuality program. And just a little side note here, my daughters love to shock their friends and work associates when they tell the story that their mother teaches sex ed and works in a church. Minds have been blown all up and down the East Coast. So back to my three weeks, I always start our time together in OWL trainings with the story of my friend Kevin. He was also an owl trainer, and Kevin died of AIDS a few years ago after living a couple decades with HIV. He was infected as a teen because when he came out as gay, his father threw him out of the house, and Kevin was never taught about safer sex or consent 
or how to negotiate for condom use the way we teach our young people. I tell the story about Kevin at the beginning of the training because at the end of training, we make a circle and we share with each other something that we're grateful for or something that has changed us or something that we're excited about. We've spent an intensive weekend, if it's in, uh, an in-person training, or an intensive part-time three weeks together for our online training. And we've developed a real community. I often tell my colleagues that when I come home from a training, it's like coming, returning to the muggle world. We create some magic together during OWL training, those of us who are committed to teaching about sex-positive, comprehensive sexuality education. In this circle of new friends, as we go around the circle naming our gratitudes, our excitement, when the time comes for me to share, I always tear up, and I need a few seconds to catch my breath, because each time I remember my friend Kevin, I think about how different life might have been for Kevin if he had been able to attend OWL classes. How different it might have been if he had known that there would be a community of people who would love him for who he was without asking him to change. We know stories can change people. I think that circle of new OWL I thank that circle of new OWL facilitators for being willing to gift their time and energy to the youth of their congregation and remind them that they'll be changing lives through this work and this gift. And I catch a few other people wiping their own tears, and I wonder if we've had, they've had someone like Kevin in their lives. Our stories have power. We build community with our stories. We can influence others when we share of ourselves and our stories. We build community. We build our faith. We build new friends. And sometimes we save the world. So I wonder, what stories do you have to share? Who might need to hear your stories? What kind of stories would you like to tell the next newcomer to UUCC that you meet? Amen and blessed be. So Kay, would you share the benediction with us, please? The benediction is a poem by Michael Schuler, an ending or merely prelude to more gracious beginnings. An ending or merely prelude to more gracious beginnings, we have reached the end of this time for the gathering of memory and for letting the imagination play with future possibilities. We have enjoyed magic moments and edified each other. Shall it be concluded then? Or will this adventure now commence, continue? Our separate paths converging, meeting, 
merging in the unending quest for love more perfect, the joyous struggle for meaning more sufficient and life more abundant. Is this ending to be an ending or merely prelude for, to new, more glorious beginnings? I pose the question, in your hearts lies the answer. Would you join us in singing the benediction response number 1058, Be Ours a Religion? like sunshine goes everywhere its temple all space its shrine the good heart its creed all truth its ritual works of love as we extinguish the chalice Please hear these words from a traveling Jewish theater. Stories move in circles. They don't go in straight lines. So it helps if you listen in circles. There are stories inside stories and stories between stories. And stories, finding your way through them is as easy and as hard as finding your way home. And part of the finding is getting lost. And when you're lost, you start to look around and listen. a stranger to the dark hide away they say cause we don't want your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars run away they say no one will love you as you are but I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us for we are Wanna cut me down? I'm gonna send the blood, gonna drown them out. I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Look out, cause here I come. And I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me.
gonna send a bird, gonna drown a This is brave, this is bruised, this is who I'm meant to be, this is me. <laughs> Fail to notice that your loving is a miracle. 
How deeply you're connected to my soul How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul how could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul How could anyone ever tell you you were anything less than beautiful How could anyone ever tell you You were less than whole How could anyone fail to notice That your loving is a miracle How deeply you're connected to my soul How could anyone ever tell you You were anything less than beautiful how could anyone ever tell you you were less than whole? How could anyone fail to notice that your loving is a miracle?